0: Blue Chip Sports Network presents Get in the Game with Eric, Brian, Reggie, and Jordan on iTunes, the Blue Chip Broadcasting YouTube channel, and bluechipbroadcasting.com.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Get in the Game, the podcast with four of us locals just talking sports. My name's Eric davis Biggie. I am Driving the ship along with my partner, Brian Nelson. Brian and Reggie Wright, the professor, along with the kid, Jordan Santa Maria. We're all here tonight, and we are all talking NFL football. Gentlemen, let's have some fun.
0: First of of all, good evening, everyone. Yeah, the draft is finally over. Free agents is finally over. OTAs, of of which probably only like 20% of the players will show up, and those are the only guys that get bonuses will show up. But eventually, we will play NFL football here. Yeah, the next couple of months.
2: Okay, yay or nay, though, guys? For real, would you show up to OTAs? I know I wouldn't. I I wouldn't be there. No way. If I'm Jimmy Garoppolo and they're gonna I, pay I me six hundred thousand
0: dollars to show up, doggone right, I'm showing up.
2: Well, you I, know, if I'm if coming I for, the for a big contract, team. I'm not showing up. I've got I've got
3: places to be, things to do. No. Eric, what about you? I'll tell you right now, Tom Brady's not going to OTAs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for the food. I'm just going for the food.
0: So, food it's, food so it's so it's going to be Rooks and guys that have something in their contract, some bonus that if they show up to OTAs, they get a bonus. Those are the only guys that are going to be there. That's right. You're going to have the stars and the scrubs.
1: Yep. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I, I don't know if I would go or not, but I, I mean, I probably would because I'm pretty compliant in general.
0: So I, okay, I would so go. we know Reg would not go, and there's no shock there.
1: That, that, that is not a shock.
0: Jordan, if you did not have a bonus attached to your OTAs, would you show up?
3: And catch me on the beach in Hawaii somewhere hanging out. I, I, I'm ready when when the pads come out, when, when we're going full of go.
1: With Reggie. Jordan and I will be hanging out together,
2: <laughs> skipping
1: yep. OTAs. I'm going to be prepared along with my partner, I think. I, I, I think Brian would show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would. I would show.
1: Yep, and that's what, That's I why we're, my contract
0: that I got a bonus.
1: See, and that, but that's why we're we're prepared, gentlemen. Catch up to us. You're going to be behind.
3: So let's talk. No, I, don't, I don't know what that says about me and Reg coaches too. Is
1: we're not showing up to OTAs. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, our two resident coaches decide. Yeah, we're not going to do that. What kind of a what what, what example are you setting?
0: That's what and I. The I broadcasters show up.
1: <laughs> Our we got to right.
0: go to practice.
1: <laughs>
2: we got
0: to
1: teach the new draftees how to party. Hey, all I know with my athleticism today, I need all the work I can get. So, <laughs> help me. All right, let's let's talk about the NFL and the fact that I, you know, they say this is the off season. Is it really? Is is there such a thing as an off season in the NFL?
0: No. The only time the NFL's is quiet is like mid July, like the week or two before training camp actually starts when there's nothing going on. Otherwise, they're constantly talking about it. It's trades, it's signings, the draft. Do you realize they've already put out multiple 2022 mock drafts? I think that's stupid. How do you even
1: know think, who's picking when? Well, I Where think Reggie I I I think Reggie was listed in that one. Oh yeah, that, that's how bad I'm, they are. I, I'm a second round tackle.
0: <laughs> Which get me, tackled so or do you that. tackle or do you play tackle? What's that? I said, do you tackle someone? Do you get tackled or do you play tackle?
2: Well, it, it depends. It depends. See, like if, if they uh if they put out a bucket of chicken in the OTAs, I tackle the bucket of chicken.
1: <laughs> I'll be at OTAs well, for that. Okay. Uh, I, I was gonna say that's quite that that's quite a uh, uh, a jump for you considering in your high school career you started as a wide receiver and now we're playing tackle
2: hey. hey that's the natural progression right of, of, of like middle aged I, I will
1: vouch for you we, you could pay. we move we move
2: towards the middle of the field as we as we age eric <laughs> Like we start on the outside, right? Right. And then we, when we get married, we put on a few pounds. We just keep moving
1: towards the middle of the field. I, I can, I can tell all of our listeners for a fact. I know Reggie is clean. Those are truly hard-earned pounds he's put on. I just, we're not. He's he's not steroids.
2: <laughs> no.
1: Nope. It hey, was special we gotta supplements, huh?
3: That, that beard is glorious right now rash
1: that beard <laughs> is Well, you know that now. probably
2: accounts for like 25 25 of the pounds oh Jordan. it
1: makes you it makes you look the part too all good yeah. offensive linemen have you know a beard so oh yeah good on you let's talk about offensive linemen and others who were signed during free agency who is the best free agent signing thus far Ooh,
0: guys i'm gonna hey, say-
3: I don't even know who he is probably. Go ahead. I'm just going to jump in, Brian, because I know the Raiders slanders come coming, and I just want to go full of blow, and I'm going to go on the offensive because I see Eric's face, and I know he's coming for me, and I know <laughs> I know Brian's ready to come and tear up the Raiders stuff, but Yannick Ngakwe is going to have the biggest impact on any NFL roster this it year. I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. The Raiders have not had a premier Pass rusher since Khalil Mack, who we drafted and sadly traded away to the Bears. And we finally have found a guy that's going to commit to the silver and black and get somebody and sack them and force a fumble and help some of these rookies like Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell take the load off and go get some guy. So well, Yannick Ngakwe is going to be that guy. Can, I don't can know. You,
2: can you say his name one more time? I just, I just want to listen to your voice while you say his
3: name. It's Yannick. In Gakwe. go
1: ahead and oh, spell it. If you're that smart, spell it. Oh, that,
3: that's that's going to be a tough one. So
1: <laughs> here's the deal, Jordan. You said he's going to get a sack. He's going to force a fumble, and those will be his season stats. I don't think you're getting what you paid for.
3: Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll give you a, a a a good stat about him. Give me in some. The last five in the last five seasons. In the last five seasons, he's one of three guys to average eight or more sacks each year. And he's with Khalil Mack. And I want to say, you're going to have to check me on this one, but it's, I think it's J.J. Watt. But if you're with those top pass rushers, you're doing something right. And he's been getting after quarterback his whole career. Um, and he's going to have probably the most experience on our line out of any of the other guys we have. So I think he's going to help out in the locker room. And like I said, he, he's a big name that the
0: Raiders haven't been able to get in a long time. I'm going to give Jordan this. I believe that he will be a better signing than the other signing of a more famous defensive lineman. And that's JJ Watt. I think Ngakwe will have a much better year statistically and impact than JJ Watt will in Arizona. Hmm.
1: hmm. I like the J. J. love Watt's- there, Jordan.
3: I gave you some love. Hey yeah. Brian, I appreciate it because I I know where we're going with this, and I, I'm
0: telling you, you know how I feel about my silver. <laughs> we and black. haven't gotten to the draft analysis yet.
1: <laughs> oh Jordan, oh Jordan, precious, precious Jordan. Um, I I I think that is a good signing. I will give you that. I think that's a good signing. But who they really should have gone after and gotten, and they should have pried him out of the Buccaneers' cold dead hands. They should have gotten Shaq Barrett that's who they needed. I think Shaq Barrett and the re-signing of Shaq Barrett um, is probably one of the best free agent signings. And I'm going to flip in there. I think the Niners um, picking up the contract of Trent Williams and re-signing him in free agency was equally as important.
0: Well, and for both of America on opposite sides of the ball, it set the tone for what you, they were able to do with the rest of the roster and what they're able even to do in the draft, because they didn't have to go get those key positions, offensive tackle for the Niners, edge rusher for the Bucks, it allowed them to fill other needs. Yep. And to me, that's as big of a deal as the actual player themselves.
1: And, and Reg, as, as you yep. look at as you look at free agency, are you a believer in free agency or? like me i tend to think that you overpay in free agency unless you're signing your own guys
2: um i think in free agency you you can plug holes you know you you can find guys um you're not going to get premier guys in free agency right like it, like if you are having to overspend for a premier position quarterback wide receiver running back something like that you're you're probably going to be in trouble um but i think as a fan or an analyst or, or, you know, like, like us knuckleheads, we can learn a lot from free agency. We can learn a lot about what a team's thinking. And, you know, as I, as I look at the, the new England Patriots here, uh, you know, during their offseason so far, they've signed two tight ends. All that means is they don't have a quarterback, right? Like, like you can figure out kind of what, what teams are thinking about where they stand right now by their, their um, by, by what they do in free agency. So. Dang. Reggie,
1: I hate to give this to you, but that was deep. Yeah. Well, you know, Aaron, I think it's, I think it's true. I think the Patriots by signing two tight ends have acknowledged they don't have a quarterback that can get the ball down the field. I agree.
0: Well done. All right. So my two cents, I'm going to go with the,
1: uh, somehow I think it'll be more than two cents worth. That's just, I, I... <laughs> that's okay.
0: Hey,
1: I I, I think we got a lot more than two pennies.
0: (laughs) I can be quick, but it's going to be interior linemen and then a safety. Joe Tooney going from the Patriots to the Chiefs. What was the Chiefs' problem in the Super Bowl that couldn't protect Patrick Mahomes? He ran like 8,000 miles without ever crossing the line of scrimmage. I'll tell you a big one. Corey Lindsley, the center for Green Bay, who was Aaron Rodgers' center for, what, the last six, seven, eight years? Going to the Chargers to work with Justin Herbert and make all the line calls there, huge coup for the Chargers, for the Bolts. But I think the one of the biggest ones, which will have an impact this year and next couple of years, John Johnson. Does anybody know who John Johnson is? He's a safety. John Johnson, like my the Rams, right? outside of- I
2: feel like my neighbor might be John Johnson, Brian. Am I close?
0: You might have a neighbor, John Johnson, but I don't think it's this guy. Oh, okay. He was probably the second or third best defensive player for the Rams last year behind Aaron Donald and maybe Jalen Ramsey, but he may have been more important than Ramsey as the safety, the, you know, the the guy in the center fielder of the defense, he went to Cleveland. What was Cleveland's biggest problem last year? It couldn't stop the pass. He will provide some experience and really help their defense. So I like those three signings. None of them real sexy signings, but very impactful for three teams. One trying to get back again to a third straight Super Bowl and the other two the the Chargers and the Browns trying to make that next step.
2: Well, so Brian, Brian I, are, are you saying wait wait wait, are you saying John Johnson is not a is not a sexy signing? No. Is it, okay, so so I, I feel like that's probably the most generic name in the National Football League <laughs> that you can come up with. I mean, you might as well sign like Bob Smith or, or somebody like that. Like, yeah, it's it's not a sexy signing, Brian. Good call on that one.
0: <laughs> hey, hey <laughs> he went out we're on trying to say the Goxin. obvious one we can, right? Oh, it's not a
1: sexy signing. It's not uh so-and-so. Who, what, what's his name again? <laughs>
0: Ngakwe.
1: Felipe, Felipe Equibajizer. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Eric, I got
3: I, I got another one for you that's, Not necessarily
1: that's a sexy pick though
3: not necessarily a, a free agent signing but uh, I mean one of the biggest trades and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it but what do you guys think is is Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford who won that who won that deal between the Rams and the Lions because that's probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest moves that happened that oh, is 100% the question. Lions
2: the Lions won that. I don't. Okay, like I'll I'll let you guys take the floor here in a second. But I gotta say, as a Cal fan, watching Jared Goff unleash his cannon for like three years at in Strawberry Canyon, I know that that guy has a bright future. I don't know what LA's thinking. Stafford's at the tail end of his career, and Goff still has another six, seven, eight years of 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 uh, prime to go. I, I don't. I. I As soon as that broke across the wire, I I didn't understand it. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. What did that do for for the Rams?
0: The Rams window is about this. Well, you can't see my fingers on the podcast, but I mean, it's very, very narrow. They feel they've got to make it happen now or they're going to have to completely reboot because they don't have a first round pick till, I don't know, maybe when when Eric and I are taking social security. I mean, and that's a long ways off still. Not for me. Um, it's not. I'm close. <laughs> I'm knocking on the door, Brian. Knocking on the door. So Eric my, may be eligible my. for Social Security before the Rams actually have another first-round pick. But um, they have to win now, and they feel like Stafford gives them a chance. They've got all these downfield weapons. I think <laughs> they feel like they need to take a shot because if it doesn't work, it wasn't going to happen with Goff. People figured out how to cause him problems. And it just didn't happen. So I I think the Rams won that trade this year. Ask me in three years, and it's probably going to be different. It's probably going to be – if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl, it's going to be the Lions. Brian,
3: that's where I hate it, though, because, I mean, if you look at the trade, again, the Rams gave up a 2021 third-round pick, so a pick that just happened where you can get quality players. Everybody knows third, fourth round, when you're really digging, you can get Go some Montana, real quality – rotational guys, even stars, like you're saying, a 2022 first-round pick and a 2023 first-round pick.
2: Reggie Wright, projected second round, according to Eric Right, <laughs> projected second round next
0: year. He'll be available. He's a tackle. And, Jordan, you also took on Stafford's massive contract, and you that, ate that's, some yeah. of Goff's money to get rid of him.
3: That's why I, I just I, – I don't know. Like, I, I get that their, their window is small, but was – Is Stafford really that much better
0: than Goff? Like, I don't know. Bay feels like if with Stafford for two years, he feels he's got a chance to win a Super Bowl. That's what he believes.
1: The price was steep, but if it pays off, it'll look like a good trade. I don't know. I, I think Stafford's arm is stronger. I think that Stafford reads defenses better, and I think that was Goff's problem. They didn't like the way he read defenses and the fact he really couldn't come off of one or two and make something happen. Um stafford has taken a beating and just continues to put up huge numbers without any talent. The only talent he had was Galladay. Um and, and and he found a way to get yards. So I I, I see why they did it. I'm not a huge I, I'm not married to Goth because he's Cal, but I do I, I think he's got some upside. I just it wasn't working, and, and I think he had lost the trust of McBay, so I think it's good that the trade was made for his sake and to have people now saying, you know, Hey, look at what you gave up to get Stafford. That's not, it's not an equitable trade. You you screwed up. I think that helps Goff in the long run.
0: He's got two years to prove himself. And if he doesn't, they'll move on from him. He'll live a very comfortable life and they'll reset in Detroit again. Again. Yeah. So let's talk about the one
1: thing I wanted to do. And, and I know that we we can tend to get Niner-centric sometimes. But when I look at what they've done in free agency, I love what they've done in free agency. Between Williams back, Brett back, Jusick back, K1 Williams back. And then the, the perhaps Honestly. what I think is the most underrated free agent signing in, in, in all of football, not because it's going to be flashy or sexy, not because it's even for the best player at his position.
2: It's but not John it's, Johnson is what you're saying. No, it
1: is not. But okay. if we're close, it's Alex Mack. I agree. Alex Mack at center is, is enormous for them in terms of calling out the defense, calling out the, um, the blocking scheme and giving a either Garoppolo a little more security or B, helping their young quarterback uh, with some timely information. I just think Alex Mac will be, he's not the Alex Mack of old. He is not the all-star Alex Mack. I don't think that's what they need. Um, they need some, something to create cohesion on that offensive line. Uh, I like him a lot.
0: What do you think about it? How many guys played center for the 49ers last year? I can't even name them all. A lot of them. <laughs> and that usually is not good for the benefit. You know, that typically means problems. Yep. And that's exactly what happened to them. They The interior of the line was a little bit of a sieve at times, and that got Garoppolo hurt, caused Mullins to turn the ball over way too much, and I got Bethard killed.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. All and right. and Mack is a guy that's that's used to
3: protecting a pocket quarterback. I mean, he's been with Matt Ryan for for how long? And he's another season guy that's been in the playoffs, has made runs. And, I mean, I, I,
1: let let's back that up one more step. Who did he play under as the offensive coordinator for a long time? Kyle Shanahan,
0: <laughs> Cleveland and Atlanta.
1: He he knows the system. And where did he go to college? Biggie, where did he go to college? He went to, he went to Berkeley.
2: That's right. <laughs>
0: there you go. I knew, you, I knew Reggie would be all about it.
1: Yep. Jordan, it's yep. the only
0: thing he knows in this. When we go NFL, that's the only thing he knows. <laughs> that's,
1: that's <true. laughs> so let's stay on that 49ers theme as we shift gears here just a little bit. And let's talk about the draft. And the story of the draft for many people was not who was going to go one and two. Everybody knew, right? Everybody knew Trevor Lawrence was going to go one. Everybody knew pick number two. But the Niners moving up. <laughs> hey, to take- hey, Biggie, who is pick number two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they call him out. I am drawing an absolute blank at the moment. Um, Reg, help him out. Come on, draft help him out. It wasn't Matt it it Wilson,
2: wasn't
1: it? it wasn't feel it was Zach Wilson from BYU. I, you know, thanks for uh, pointing that been. out. I, I had a senior moment, thank you very much. I'm almost on social security, and you're gonna call the old man out. Thanks.
0: Um, but no, they, oh, they knew man. I don't think. Well, I guess we know who Eric thinks something. is going to be the biggest bust of the five quarterbacks because he can't even remember his name.
1: <laughs> it's not a sexy pick, Brian. No, Zach Wilson. <laughs> it's not John
2: Johnson. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, we need to move. We need to remove Eliud Kipchoge and insert John Johnson. You know, <laughs> think, yeah, heck, a lot easier to think say. trade off. Yeah. Than like the pantheon Except of getting the game, uh, like all-time <laughs> name team. Let's. Let's get rid of Eliud Kipchoge and put in John Johnson.
1: You know, you know how long that'll last until Kipchoge runs the marathon in an hour.
2: It's gonna happen, guys. It's gonna happen. I'm, I'm, I've got my fuzzy blue balls ready.
0: All right, so here's what I want to know because we never talked about this via group text or anything like this. So, tell me, who did you think the Niners were going to take at three until Goodell read the card, Jordan? I thought Justin Fields was the second best quarterback
3: in the draft. And I thought he was a guy. I mean, I get it. I know the history of Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. I get it. Not good, But his performance in the college football playoff was crazy. Like you never saw a guy that got hurt in the middle of a game still go for six touchdowns against Clemson. Like that's big time play. And I know there's some kind of talk about his demeanor and stuff and how he he's kind of a little bit wild at times but to me I mean he's playing big time football against the best talent and then you got Trey Lance who might have similar traits to Justin Fields but is playing at North Dakota State and I'm just that that was my only issue with it. It's not that I hate Trey Lance. I think he's a good quarterback and that he has a lot of good things to him and he has very similar tools to Fields. I just thought it was Lawrence number 1 like, no doubt, I thought Fields was second, and I thought Lance was either third or fourth. Him and Wilson were kind of a toss-up.
1: See, I, I thought the Niners would take Mac Jones. And the only reason I thought that is because there's some similarities between him and Matt Ryan and what Ryan brings to a game and what, what Shanahan had done with Ryan versus what he would do with Jones and what he would do with Garoppolo, you know, because when, look at when the Niners offense is going and Garoppolo is playing well, he's just there's, – there's not a lot of difference between him and Matt Ryan, between him and Mac they're, – they're not. They're just pocket guys. They don't move around a ton. They get rid of the ball in a hurry. I thought they were going to take Mac Jones. Did I think that would have been the right move? No. But I also wasn't on board with Trey Lance either. I'm with you, Jordan. 18 games at FCS. I, I get that there's huge upside. And I, I I think if if I trust Lynch and if I trust Shanahan, the fact that they've got Garoppolo that gave them some freedom to play with the upside. But I think I, I think it's a risk and they've got to work hard to get him where they want to go. But I had him taking Mac Jones. Rich.
2: I when I tuned in, I was hoping against against. You know, with every fiber in my being, that it was not going to be Mac Jones because what a boring pick that would be in order to give up so much to trade up to get Mac Jones third. I don't disagree um, with that. I, I I, don't, Mac Jones does nothing for me. I, I think with with Lance, with Trey Lance, you get uh, electricity that you haven't seen since Colin Kaepernick. Um, that's kind of the, the direction that the NFL is moving. You know, you guys, guys like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, guys that get outside of the pocket, guys that can, uh, you know, dual threat quarterbacks, the college game is making its way to the NFL. Um, so I'm, I, I, I was so glad that they, that they went ahead with the Lance pick um, because, you know, it, it, if you're going to give up that much, go for something with it, with an extremely high ceiling. And I think what's interesting is, Um, Because they did give up that much. Obviously Lance was in their plans for a while. They, you know, they, they had done their research. They, um, I know he doesn't have a whole lot of film because he hasn't played a ton at the FCS level at 17, 18 games. Um, But I think he, he is the direction that they want to go. They want to be more electric. They want to have more options at the quarterback position, a guy that can get out and run. Garoppolo is not really that guy. Um, so I'm excited, you know. I'm excited. I'm. I, I hope that he gets a year or two to to kind of um, find his fit within the system, uh, you know, learn Shanahan's playbook and whatnot. But um, y- you know, I, I I really like the pick, and I'm so glad they went that direction. Brian.
0: Oh, well, when I found out of the trade, I texted the guy. Sammy. I said it's Lance. I just I just knew in my gut it was Lance. I got a little nervous when all the Mac Jones talk came out. But I just thought, you know what? You don't get like Reg said. You don't give up that much for the same thing, just cheaper. It just doesn't make sense. And I kept going back to two things. Number one, the one year that Shanahan had with Robert Griffin the Third, RG three, until he blew out his knee and was never the same player. How good he made a very flawed, very inexperienced. I mean, you're talking about how little Lance has played. Robert Griffin the hardly played it all in college and he made him the offensive rookie of the year and the top five MVP candidate as a rookie right into the thing without ever even learning the system. Imagine what he can do with the guy who has a year or two grapple assigned for two more years. If it takes a little time, you don't have to be in a hurry and think about the quarterbacks who haven't been good, but have been great lately. Brady didn't play right away. Rogers didn't play right away. Mahomes didn't play right away. Allen didn't play right away. I mean, a lot of these guys had time to learn. And I think there's something to be said for that. And I just think, I read some stories about him. High, high character. A film junkie. The kid just turned 21 this week. How many kids at this age, he was 19 years old. They had just gone and won a big playoff game. They were, All the players were out celebrating. I read this story. And they were, guys, where are you? Trey, where are you? He was in the North Dakota State film room watching NFL films, trying to determine how he would beat the particular defense that he was watching. On a Saturday night, after playing a playoff game. That's a level of commitment that I think for a guy like Shannon, who is a film junkie, that is a real draw. And I think he's a great leader. I think he's very well respected. I watch how he translates himself into that locker room because remember that locker room loves Jimmy G. They love him, but somehow I think he's going to have a, a, It's going to be cool to watch how he can ingratiate himself into that group of a lot of players who have had a lot of success and make a lot of money. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch this next year, and I think he's got a chance to be really, really special. To me, he reminds me of Josh Allen, but a little more polished.
2: I've got a question for you guys. If if Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy the last few years, does Trey Lance get drafted by the 49ers this year?
0: No. First of all, they're not picking 12th. If he doesn't get Fair hurt point. last year, even with all the other injuries, if he doesn't get hurt last year, they're probably 9-7 and seven and sneak into the last playoff spot. I mean, yeah. it's only three more, three more wins. And think about some of the games. I mean, they would have beaten Washington. They would have beaten Dallas. And they would have beaten Philadelphia. Because those teams were all awful. And he played, and he missed all three of them. They barely lost all three of them. He plays so, the if, so if Garoppolo stays healthy,
2: Brian is—is is he the franchise quarterback?
0: Who? Garoppolo
2: is he the? Is I, he he's the not a superstar, winner? but he wins.
0: He wins. They felt they had a window here at the 12th pick that they could make a move to get up to get a stud. They knew this is an interesting stat. Do you realize that if the quarterback makes up at least 15 percent of your salary cap by himself? No team has ever won the Super Bowl. And Garoppolo will make up this year 15.4 or something like that percent wow. of the 49ers salary cap.
1: And I think I think that's important. This kind of a pick gives them some flexibility, extends that window. Right? It extends the window for them to be good. So I kind of get it. I was really hoping against hope that even at the number three pick, even when Trevor Lawrence was taken off the board with the first pick they pick Trevor Lawrence and then outbid um, outbid Jacksonville for him. But I guess that's
0: <laughs> that's not going to happen. about Here, the they give up the two first round picks. You know, the, the salary cap the NFL is a hard cap. Think of it this way. If you don't make this move and you don't un- unload Garoppolo's contract and replace it with a contract of $20 million less, but you keep those two first round picks, guess where that $20 million goes the next two years? Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, are those worth first-round picks? Heck yeah, they are. And that's how you have to look at it. It's a different way of looking at it, but with a hard cap and a quarterback making that much money, those are the kind of decisions you have to make. That's why they had to get rid of DeForest Buckner. They ran so out of ca-
1: money. We call we- it
0: Brian. You just you make too much
1: sense, man. Mm-hmm. That just He's- makes so much sense. He knows too much minutia. We've got a. I I don't know.
0: I don't even know um, what that means. Hey, I knew when John you know? Johnson went to Cleveland. Dog, gone it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, real quick, just to wrap up the Niners part of the draft, does how many games does Trey Lance start this year if he starts any at all?
0: Are you assuming Garoppolo gets? Are we assuming Garoppolo gets hurt at
1: some point? I'm not assuming anything. I'm just having you guys tell me what you think. Wait,
2: okay. So there's 17 games this year, correct? Like, yeah. we, there, there's a there's an extra regular season
0: game. Yep, so And, that, they, that, and that, the Niners get game. to play the Bengals.
2: woo I say, I say Trey Lance starts 16 games, 16 and a half, after uh, Jimmy Garoppolo blows out his knee uh, at halftime running into the locker room of game one. Jeez. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: oh, man. Gosh.
0: Jordan. Uh, I'm going to say he starts he three. <laughs> I think he starts three. I think he start, Garoppolo gets a little dinged. He has to play a couple times in the middle of the year and then he plays the last game of the year because they don't need to win it to adjust playoff positioning.
3: I, I don't think he plays, Eric. I think it's a full-on retro year. I mean, I think, like I said, I didn't love the pick. I mean, if you get fields, I think you get a guy that competes right away, and then maybe he takes the starting position. But I think with Lance, you're hoping Jimmy G can hold it down for a year or two, and then eventually Lance takes over. Um, so barring no injury, I think Jimmy G plays throughout the whole year.
1: I got to tell you, I think he's going to, I I think, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but I can't disagree with it either. I think he starts at least half the games with the idea that if he can give them something close to what Garoppolo does, they'll make the change and then cut Jimmy G to save the money next year. Oh, um, well, they could
0: trade Jimmy G in the middle of the year if somebody's it, quarterback gets hurt.
1: Exactly. So I, I, I think he'll start some. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I think that's what will happen. Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit. About the Raiders and that award-winning draft they had. Here we go. See why? Why why do we just have to start like that?
0: Like (laughs) I I, I don't even understand. They got the draft. They got the ultimate Raider guy. The name that fits the Raiders perfectly. Fifth round or fourth or fifth round safety out of Virginia Tech, Divine Diablo. If that is not a Raider name, I don't know what is.
1: A, a divine Diablo what? is an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder.
0: Divine Diablo. What,
1: what,
3: what, what about the first round pick? That's an ultimate Raider name too. Leatherwood, <laughs> number seventy. Leatherwood in the trenches. I love it. I don't love the pick, but like not where they got him. Uh, they I picked him in the second you know, round. Like. I would have
0: said that was genius.
3: All right, let me let me do my piece because I already know how this is going to go so. <laughs> The first round pick, the 17th pick, the Raiders chose Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. Let me start off by saying, first of all, Alabama, that one of the top programs in college football for how long? The last decade, whatever you want to call it. He has been a captain of that team for two to three years since he's been at Alabama. Captain of Alabama, Uh leads the offensive line, has been an All-American, has won award, this award, that award. And people hmm. are getting mad at me because there's a guy named Dariusaw that's not at Alabama that we should have picked up. Which is fine. I'm get, it's, I'm a, getting it's a it's need pick, not not a talent pick. Wait. It's a need I'm, pick, not necessarily a talent pick, right? I
1: am get it, I'm getting mad at you for you calling him the leader of that offensive line when everybody knows it was their crazy center at Alabama that led that offensive Landon line. Landon
0: Dickerson
1: Exactly. Who, who
2: play, he he played thirty seconds in the in the championship game. Well, he got it's hurt he but blew he, out his knee. He
1: he I'm just, led. I'm them. just
2: telling you, he was the no, captain of no, the Alabama no. offensive
1: line. That's Dickert, a fact. Landon Dickerson. He led that offensive line, and everybody in that locker room would tell you that. Not Mr. There's Leatherwood.
3: a C on Mr. Leatherwood's left or right shoulder that proves otherwise, Eric. I'm just saying.
1: There's and there, There are a lot of people who can wear a seat and not really be the captain. Uh, Just saying.
3: Anyways, high character, respected by the program. The second round pick, who we've gotten from the 49ers, by the way, Trayvon Moerig, was probably the number one safety in the draft. Huge need for the Raiders. Huge need for the Raiders. Kudos for
1: that one. I give you that one. At safety,
3: we had no depth. We had Jonathan Abram, who's kind of like a, a heat-seeking missile, more of like a – almost like a hybrid linebacker. Where you get Morig, who gets comparisons to kind of like almost like an Earl Thomas, right? Kind of a ball hawk and play center field, more versatility, a ton of things, right? If you go down the draft after that, because not a lot of people loved it, you get Malcolm Kuntz, defensive end, a need pick, right? It was a third-round pick. We go again. We get Devine Diablo, who I think is pretty much a steal. I know he's still the same position as Mo Rig at safety. But, again, I think the Raiders are looking to get more athletic, more quicker on the defensive end. He can play kind of like a hybrid linebacker spot. And then, again, you go down. Defensive back, defensive back, offensive line. They drafted to get depth, and they drafted to fill needs. And I don't hate the Raiders draft picks. Leatherwood was not sexy at 17. We fixed it with Mo Rig. We could have drafted Mo rig at 17 and Leatherwood at And then you know, I would have said that was a great draft. <laughs> and we would have so, said it was a great draft. So it's so the same let me, thing. Let,
1: let's, just, let's, let's just be frank because, you know, the four of us, we're all knuckleheads. We don't know what we're doing, right? We'll, we'll be the first one to say, how are you going to argue a sporting news who picked the Raiders as the 32nd team in the draft? They know a thing. They've been doing wait, wait, wait. this for a minute. 32. We just talked about Mel
3: Kiper finishing eighth in some friend draft analysis thing, and, and we're worried about sporting news talking about the Raiders. I'm not. Okay, I, I'm hey, not worried hey, about sporting Jordan, news.
2: Jordan, I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to, you know, pile on. But <laughs> I gotta say, Mel Kiper <laughs> had the best ranking for the Raiders at a B minus, and like he, <laughs> he was <laughs> the, he he rated them the highest. When I Googled Raiders draft grade, the first thing that pops up is Chargers ace test in the AFC West, Raiders perplex. <laughs> and that's the headline. I don't know, man. Uh, I the know.
1: biggest I'm, thing, the biggest thing. I like to side with
2: you, Jordan, but I don't know
3: if I can this time, man.
1: I'm just saying, when you're eight and eight, you're drafting for depth. <laughs> Let's think about that for a second.
3: I'm just saying, if you look at our offseason as a whole, I, you got Yannick and I need Gocle, to get backups
1: for about. my average guys. I just need to get backup for average. That's what I want. We
3: got we <laughs> got Casey Hayward, who is a Pro Bowl cornerback, former Pro Bowl cornerback from the Chargers. We got Carl Joseph back, who is starting for the Browns at at nickel corner. We're gonna be fine. We're Brian, gonna right. send
1: your whole offensive line, Brian. Brian, you take over now. I'm weary. <laughs> Miller I understand
0: is you, why would you jettison your entire offensive line except for Miller?
3: Again, the O-line has been great for us. And I didn't love getting rid of Rodney Hudson or any of the other guys. Or but Trent at the Brown. same time, all of or our Gabe money, Jackson. hold on, Trent Brown had more Snickers on the sideline than he did minutes on the field. So I don't want to hear about Trent Brown. That guy, <laughs> oh, that's the best line of this entire guy, <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> Right that there, that guy would like literally Please. run on the field nice and then that. be <laughs> off the field, and you just couldn't find him. Like, so Trent Brown, Hold on, were you is talking not, about Eric? I'm not, bad. Bad. <laughs> but, anyways, back to the O line. We have s- spent so much money in the O line that the defense almost was at a deficit because of that. So, why not almost remember it? They were at you can. deficit input and all we did this offseason was invest in the defense and i think in the long run that'll help us out we'll find five guys to block for us seattle does it every year and they look like they're fine that's so what we'll, we'll figure so we'll it out, out of seattle <laughs> and our exactly. defense
1: will be better oh, oh jordan okay. that's
3: that's my Raiders spiel for you guys all right jordan. okay oh by the way last last thing Kenyon drake <laughs> and josh jacobs will be the equivalent to chubb and Kareem Hunt in, in, in Cleveland. I'm telling oh, you right now.
1: I will I will bet you a thing. I don't know what, but I'll bet him bet Snickers. You, I will bet you a Snickers. I'm telling you right Chubb and you right Hunt. Now. As a matter of fact, I want I'll bet you a Snickers for every hundred yards that Chubbs and Hunt are better. Yeah. Oh,
3: hey, let's do it. Let's do it. This I'll get you an, an XL Snickers and freeze it for you and send it to Queerland.
0: Come on. Oh, baby. It
1: just got real. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes, we're talking about a king size Snickers. It got real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, let's, as we, now that we've done the Niners, well, we did the first pick of the Niners, and we've dived deep into the Raiders draft, of the quarterbacks that were picked in the first round, who do you think has the best chance for success? And who do you think is the one that may look back in three years and go, what were they thinking? Or my goodness, he needs to change his scenery. Jordan? Give us give us the rundown, Brian. You got Lawrence to the Jags, Wilson Lawrence to the Jets, to Lance to the Niners, Fields to the Bears, and Jones to the Patriots.
2: Mm. I think – I mean, I, I really – I think Trevor Lawrence is a can't miss. I mean, I really do. I, I know there, there's really no such thing necessarily, but I think I think he's the guy um, – I mean, he's a franchise player. I think Jacksonville happened to catch lightning in a bottle and get in the first-round pick. Uh, ah, man, Justin Fields. I think he could be another guy that, that ends up sticking around for a while. I think Zach Wilson's your guy where you're like, oh man, he was supposed to be good. Um, but he doesn't really pan out.
0: What about Mac Jones?
2: Boring. I'm so glad the Niners didn't get him.
1: I, I'm sorry, Eric. I know you <laughs> it's liked it, all but about fun. no, no, no. I didn't <laughs> I, wait a minute. Let me clarify. I didn't necessarily say I liked him. I thought that's what they were gonna do. Yeah. That, that was just what I thought.
2: Eric
0: drank I, I, I the think, Kool-Aid I that everybody else was drinking. I,
2: th- I think Mac Jones is going to be a, a great backup. Let me say that. I'll say that. Great backup, Mac Jones.
0: You know I think the I, Mac Jones comp would be? Best case, Andy Dalton. Sure. Yep. Not, that's a, not bad. Yep, exactly. Yep. But never great. You are
2: spot on, Brian, and I'm with you 100% on that.
0: Not real, great, not real mobile. Great, Nice guy, just never – just fits in the – mediocre. Just a nice, average, mediocre NFL quarterback. He's the
2: John Johnson of quarterbacks.
0: I'm telling you, John (laughs) Johnson's good. Okay. What do you think,
3: Jordan? (laughs) Uh, I'm a little torn. I mean, I think – honestly, I think Mac Jones was a steal for the Patriots. I mean, for them to kind of be patient and kind of sit where they were at in that middle of the first round and then – kind of have Jones fall to him, I think that's a steal for them because I don't know how much longer they're going to rock with Cam Newton. I mean, I love Cam, but not he's long. not really a Belichick, not really not a Belichick guy, honestly. And uh, Mac Jones kind of has – I could definitely see him midway through the year just taking over that job. And I then will say, a,
2: Jordan, I will say <laughs> Mac Jones is a Belichick guy.
3: Oh, 100%. You know, like, I mean, like if
2: you if you look at those uh, those clips of Tom Brady back in the Combine, you know, way 100%. back when, uh, Mac Jones is a is a Bill Belichick guy.
1: <laughs> you know, that's 100%. A, that's not you know, that's quite a that's that's a compliment. That is. Yeah. That's a positive. I think I think the guy that can
3: make the biggest impact is Fields though. I think The Bears with Trubisky, it was it was just kind of awkward. Like he he didn't really pan out. He was hurt. Their defense has always been good, but every time you got the ball at Trubisky, it was turnover, fumble, or he would just he just kind of kind of icky, you know. And I think with Fields, he's a little more exciting, and he can bring the electricity that that Reggie was talking about with Lance. And I think the opportunity is there because I do not think Andy Dalton is going to hold down that starting QB job for the Bears, and I think offensively. He might have more weapons than a lot of the other quarterbacks have, at least right away. I think with Lance, you can make an argument that with Debo and some of those guys, um, Kittle, that like he has some some really good weapons. But I don't know if we see Lance right away with Jimmy G there. He might make his impact later. I think with Fields, with Montgomery and Cohen, um, and some of the like Anthony Miller, who's like an explosive down the field receiver that he can throw to. I think there's some interesting formations and wildcat and you can kind of let Justin Fields be Justin Fields and really let him come into his own. So I think Fields makes the impact right away. I think Mac Jones actually might have the best situation.
1: I think I struggle with Fields being successful and it's not just on him, right? A lot of teams had an opportunity to pick him and passed on him um, which I think is is interesting. And further, I try to think of a team and a system in the league that has never had a great quarterback. Chicago has never. Who who's a great quarterback that they've had? McMahon? No, he was just a leader. That that really was the defense that carried him to their Super Bowl. Was it um, Trubisky? Was it Cutler, Cutler, Steve Cutler wasn't Guller, bad Jim
0: Harbaugh I mean that's where yeah. you're going
1: Cutler Cutler wasn't If that's the best thing You can say about him Cutler wasn't bad You know No I'm talking about A franchise You know like You can look at the Chargers And you can go Fouts And Breeze And, and Rivers You can look at um, Arizona And you can go um, um,
0: Palmer Warner
1: Thank you Warner was the Kendall guy I was you know, and, and Kyler Murray, you can look at, uh, they're just certain teams that have never had a great quarterback, and Chicago's one of them, and well, I don't know if it's
2: Derek, the weather. Had, uh, you know, I just went on their Wikipedia page, they had Joey Sterneman back in 1924. I had a cannon, okay? Uh, they, I think they had a
1: quarterback I think they had a quarterback by the name of Cannon at one time. <laughs> Carl Brumbaugh, Nineteen thirty yeah. and thirty-one. Keith
2: Moles with, I mean, you know, they had some guys. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
2: So <laughs> I, I guess just, what you're saying though, I mean, really, like I'm looking back, there the, the Bears have had
1: nobody of note. Yeah, and so I, I, I think that's that's he, he'll have to break the mold. I think the guy though that's destined to really struggle, it's because he's in a train wreck situation, and it's the Jets. It's Zach Wilson. I don't know why they took Zach Wilson over the other four that got taken behind him. Because I thought Trey Lance and Justin Fields and Mac Jones were all better than Zach Wilson. What do I know? My other thought
0: is: is Zach Wilson that much better than Sam Darnold?
2: Who they took in the first round? You could have traded back
0: out out of two and loaded up. Instead, you, you. Right. Yeah, you didn't get much for Darnold, and you could have gotten a boatload for two.
1: In theory, you could have backed up to seven and still gotten one of the guys and gotten a bunch of other capital. And that's what the the Jets need, other capital. I think um, Trevor Lawrence is the guy that can't miss. I think with Urban Meyer um, and, and an understanding of that type of quarterback, I, I like what they're going to do. now I think they've got a lot of holes to fill. It may not happen in year one, but I think he's going to definitely, he's going to have a, a Justin Her- Herbert kind of year. Right. Except it'll be expected from him where it wasn't from Herbert. Um, and then I, I don't, I I think Lance has, he's either going to be an incredible bust or an incredible talent. One or the other.
0: You know what? It's think, if there's we think no about time. ranking these guys in five years. I just have a feeling Lance is going to be one or five.
1: Exactly. He he is one or five. He is not three. And then uh, Mac Jones, I just think he is in a good situation for him. And he's got an opportunity. It depends on, you know, if he can take advantage of it or not. So that's, that's kind of how I sit with the guys.
0: Yeah. And, and I think Lawrence, I think the biggest concern I have with Lawrence, he's not a thick guy and he's going to get the crap beat out of him which has never happened before. He's always been the best player on the best team. Now he's going to be the best player on the worst team. And how is that going to work physically? I'm not worried about his mental state. I think the kid's sharp and tough and so forth, but physically what kind of beating is he going to take? Um, Wilson, I worry about, although I think Sala will bring a different tone there. I mean, they got like three more drafts worth of, Fixing. Yeah, I mean, they got no I mean, watching them play last year, that was one of the least talented NFL football teams I had seen in a long time.
3: Yep. My, my man, Frank Gore is still running the rock over there. Oh <laughs> man. That is tough.
1: You, you
0: go not, get not against, When you
3: against start,
1: Gore, but when, when, when you start a 40 year old back, that says a lot
0: about where you're, <laughs> well, the where team you're that's town, trying to be man. young and, and improve. Yeah. yeah. So, We've hit the Fields 40. and Jones, I think they're in good spots. I think they got some talent around them. They've got good coaching. I just, I don't know. And Lance, to me, Lance is the wild card. He is the high risk, high reward, and he's either going to be great and they're going to add Lombardi's to Levi Stadium or the Niners will be picking very high in the 24, 25, and 26 mm-hmm. drafts because they have to reboot the thing.
1: So let's. We've hit the forty-five minute mark. So let's let's go. Let's move on here real quick. Get a couple of more topics before we wrap this up. Aaron Rodgers, where does he play next year? Not in Green Bay.
0: Are you sure? I don't know. I mean, I'm he, just going to throw the – Oh, go ahead, Jordan. No, sorry, go ahead. No, go, ahead, Jordan. I'm just
3: going to throw it out there because I know I'm going to be kind of the the one that's out there, but he is going to be the host of jeopardy next year. I'm telling you, like he's going to retire. And I kind of talked to you guys about this before, but the reports are not good. Like (laughs) when you are a GM and when you're an owner of a team and you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, you look around and you say, I could make one guy in here happy all the time. It's Aaron Rodgers. The guy you can't make upset and angry and frustrated about anything is your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He's the face of the (laughs) franchise. He's your celebrity. There's no reason for you to say one bad thing about that man, no matter if he's a bad dude or whatever. Because, I mean, obviously, not a lot of people love him and he might have, you know, a more brash personality, but he's your guy and you just, you got to let him do his thing and you haven't helped him in the draft. You frustrated him constantly. You didn't let him make the final call. In your final game last year, you end up losing. It, it's a bad look. And and I don't know. I, his contract is so huge that it makes it difficult for another team to just come in and want to go get him, no matter how valuable he might be. So I think he might be done data.
2: Do you think, Jordan, O? do you think, like, like from the angle of, of Aaron Rodgers, do you think that he wants to be done? Do you think he'd be okay with that? Would he be okay walking away and, and moving on? To, to a second career.
3: I don't think he wants to be done, but at the same time, I think he might be like, if I, if I am and like, if it means I don't play in green Bay and I can do my own thing, then I might be good. Like he's made his money. He doesn't need to take any more hits.
0: He's getting married. You know, I mean, he, he, maybe yeah, maybe he has a lot going for him other than football. Hmm.
3: I get the Friends competitor work? side. I mean, totally, but I'm, I'm just saying, Rich. Where do you think he goes?
2: I mean, oh, that's a real. That's that's an interesting scenario, Jordan. I I uh, I don't see him walking away. Um, although I wouldn't be shocked. You know, Jordan. That's that's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. Um, I, but I just I don't see him walking away. I I don't know. See, if I'm Green Bay, I do whatever I can to move him. Uh but then it all comes down to Aaron Rodgers, right? Like I think, I think a, a smart thing would be, you know, like uh, what would a team like Jacksonville be interested? Maybe, maybe you sit Trevor Lawrence behind Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years, but then, you know, the, the, he wouldn't the, go
0: there. If he wanted to see where peg
2: to the round hole is that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't want to go there. Um, you know, I know Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle, you know, maybe there's a, there's a, a good trade partner. I don't know. I mean, I, I, Brian, I wish I knew, I wish I had a better prediction. I'd love to see him come to the Niners for a year, you know, or two. Uh, I know that's where he wanted to go when he first came out of college. Um, I'd love to see him come and, and uh, give Trey Lance a year or two behind his tutelage. I mean, nothing against Jimmy G, but you know, it's the writing's pretty much on the wall for him. So but I I really don't know that that's a, that's a, for the first time I'm, I'm in my life, probably Brian, I'm stumped.
0: (laughs) What do you think Eric?
1: I I know that this is the thing, the strangest thing you have ever heard, Reggie's about to come out of my mouth. (laughs) Um, I think there's a team that is pretty mediocre. That is looking for a sexy piece but I think they'd trade their quarterback, an offensive lineman, and a defensive back for him if they thought they could get away with it. I think Rodgers would take it because they are basically one player away, and I think he'd be moving closer to home. I could see the Raiders offering up Derek hmm. Carr, Leatherwood, and Moring. Oh, so so and,
0: yeah. and Crosby maybe. And- Three first-round picks. No,
1: no, I don't, I don't, know, I don't think they have, have to. to go. I don't think they have to go that far because of yeah. the cap relief, the two young players, and a quarterback placeholder. I think if Green Bay is serious about a rebuild, that is your trading partner. So, Jordan, I want you to get your get your Aaron Rodgers jersey ready. <laughs> oh and, man! And then you guys, that? then you can talk to me about a ten-plus win season once you that get would Aaron be Rodgers. Good?
3: Eric, would I just want to tell you, Aaron Rogers is a Raider. If he's a Raider, the jersey would be shipped out like immediately. There's yeah. no
1: question. <laughs> uh, and you would give me that king size Snickers bar no matter what.
3: <laughs> I don't. I'll give you a team. I mean, I, I, see I wouldn't be surprised. It's not, would like it's not that wild.
1: It's not that wild. I'm gonna not. give you another team, I mean, Eric. That it's...
0: that's about ready to win and has the capital to make the trade and still be okay. The Miami Dolphins. Tua. Two first round picks next year. Two first round picks the following year. No, excuse me. No. One first next year. Two seconds. Two first and 23. Two seconds. They could give up a first the next two years. A second the next two years. And Tua and one of their defensive dudes. And Plug him in, and they would be the favorite in the AFC.
2: Golly, that's nuts.
0: They have the draft nuts. capital, and yet, still, they would have a second round pick next year, a first, and a second next year, the following year. I'm just saying. I can see it. I'm not saying he wants to go to Miami, I think that's the wrong direction, but that's, that's the hey, team Tom that Brady has went down there draft capital and the young pieces that would interest Green Bay. And yep. if you think Jordan loves your guy, then you flip to it to somebody else and you get more picks and you reboot the whole thing in Green right. Bay.
2: I, I will say this. I don't know where Rodgers is going to go, what's going to end up happening, but I do think if you're Green Bay, you have to do something. Right, like it it's a ticking time bomb. You've got to get something out of your your messy situation that you've created. Right, like I don't want to be crass, but you've you've crapped the bed and now you need to change the sheets. Right, like I mean that's where they're at. They've you don't they've like the layout, Rich. You
0: just don't want no, to. No,
2: no, they, they well, program. you know that's what they're doing. If they don't do anything, I mean, <laughs> they
1: they've got to do something. Yeah, you, you've had kids that have sat in their messy diaper. They're just grumpy. They're just not happy <laughs> it's when not that's going fun. On. It's not. So we we I, I think I think the Roger store will be something that'll be fun to follow. Everybody's gonna talk about it, though nothing is gonna happen for a while. I think Brian was talking about that in a pre-production meeting. That, you know, that that's one of those things that everybody's gonna speculate about every kind of thing like we just did, but nothing is gonna happen for the next two to three months. And, and uh, uh, when it does, guarantee, almost guaranteed it will be anticlimactic. Almost guaranteed. One more topic, and then we're going to wrap it up, and we're going to hit the one-hour mark, which, you know, hey, we're getting good at. When we don't do these very often, we get long-winded. So thanks for bearing with us. But here, let's talk about this, the 17-game schedule. Controversial. Is it good? Bad? What? What do we think about the 17 game NFL schedule?
2: Well, just to clarify Eric, what has been done to the preseason? 3 games. So, they've taken yes. they've taken one of those preseason games and moved it to the regular season essentially.
0: Correct? But they Is put it at the back end ridge, so now the preseason will start a week later and the last, so there will be two regular season games in January, and the Super Bowl will be the day before Valentine's Day,
1: which is oh, wow. my date. It's going to be a date night with my wife to watch the Super Bowl. She'll love that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then Eric's going to have lots of time for lots of podcasts after that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I'm going to be a free agent
0: next year. <laughs> <laughs> i'm the, I'm, oh, the, I'm this man. close to being a free agent now I, I'm, <laughs> hey, I could say something right now about the topic of our uh, the name of our podcast but I'm gonna choose not to <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think it who cares like it's the dumbest thing okay I, I the the length of the season was not the issue it's the length of the preseason it's just stupid i I mean why can't they just do one preseason game, you know, like in college, you have a spring game, you know, like if you, if you watch right now, I just watched a uh, uh, shoot, who was it? It was like uh, Tennessee, Tennessee's spring game was on ESPN the other day, you know, like or Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. And so you've got, you got these spring games in college where, you know, they, they bring out the, you know, the blue team versus the white team or whatever they do an inner squad scrimmage. That's basically all preseason is. Why can't you do one, uh, one. Get the bugs out team. game.
0: Uh, what's that? Get the bugs out.
2: Yeah. Do one, one inner squad scrimmage and one, like Brian, you said, get the bugs out game against another NFL team. That's all you really need. You know, televise the inner squad game, you know, bring in your revenue from your, from your regional sports market, uh, TV, uh, deal or whatever. Um that's all you need. The NFL does not need three preseason games. That's where the that's where the issue lies. Who cares whether it's a 17 game season, 16 game season, 14 game season, 18 game season. It doesn't really matter.
0: Oh it's it's going to 18 Reg. We all know that.
2: Well yeah I mean the money the money is in the regular season. So if they go to 18 games, great. You know, like let them make more money, go to 18 games, but take out the preseason.
0: That means we're gonna have we're gonna have the Super Bowl like St. Patrick's Day. Right, this is going.
1: They'll they'll back it up the other way. They'll they'll start earlier in the summer. If if they get rid of if they get rid of more preseason. I tend to be a little bit like Reggie. I think there is a need for preseason. I think there is no professional sports league that doesn't have a preseason just to give guys an opportunity to get into game shape. Right. And and I think this year they had what, two preseason games and the the amount of injuries earlier Zero. zero. Zero preseason zero. games and the amount of injuries early. And a lot of people attributed it to no preseason. I, th- I think you do need that gradual workup into full contact, but you can do it much faster. Um, I, I think the players will make more money at 18 and they may whine and cry and gripe about it today, but eventually they'll get on board because it does mean more money for them. Um, and I, I like – the NFL regular season. And so if you add two games to it, I'm also weird and that I wouldn't mind if you had to identify two of those games where you're going to play your backups, right? I, I enjoy seeing, I think a team with good depth should be rewarded. And, and if you can find a place where you can highlight the depth of your organization, um, I I, I don't mind that. So if you, if you get to where you have guys, like in the NBA, they take the rest days, right? We're going to pull out so-and-so and -and -and so-and-so for, for load management. Um, If they're, if you're serious about it in the NFL, just, just make every, every player on your 60 man roster or whatever you have has to have two load management games where they're, they're not active.
3: Eric, I'm telling you fantasy football is not going to like that.
0: I, I don't really care what fantasy <laughs> football. Is. Yeah, but fantasy football is what drives the extra money, right? You're Jordan? gonna have yeah. a lot of upset NFL
3: fans, my friend. What <laughs> if
2: they? What, what if they did what college does, where you know, if if you look at um, all the all the different conferences around the country, they have a the conference championship game, and, the, and that the winner of that conference championship gets an automatic bid, generally into the BCS playoffs or whatever. Um, what if they did that in the NFL, where it was like. Uh, you know, there's four divisions in the AFC, four divisions in the NFC. Um, you got 17 regular season games and then a division championship where you have the NFC West championship and the NFC East championship and AFC Central championship or whatever. You know, you have the four divisions and then those division winners get an automatic berth into the, the actual playoffs. You get four teams that way. And then whatever four teams are left, uh, you know, you kind of look at the records, and I guess it would be, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, what do they got? They have six teams right now. So so that means last year you'd have had,
0: had the Redskins and the Cowboys playing? Exactly.
2: Yeah. For the, in the right in to the, get
0: their butt kicked?
2: championship for a right for an I, automatic playoff berth.
1: When 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 Reggie mentioned like colleges do, I thought he was going to go down the SEC trail. And why 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 can't the why can't the NFC West schedule two weeks where they play the Big Sky Conference? I thought you know
0: they did last year. (laughs) Eric, it was the NFC East. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We refer to as body bag games. Yeah, it's the ones. Just
1: just load them up. Go go play the whack teams for a week. You know. Sorry, Brian, that's Fresno State. Hey,
0: hey, no, it's not. Fresno Earth. State's Mountain West, man. Oh, no. well, sorry.
1: Don't they be used messing to be the with WAC. that. Black yeah, is like be,
0: Grand Canyon now. It'd be, it'd um, be a paycheck. The, the 17 games to me is just, it's all about getting to 18. Eventually, we're going to have two preseason games, 18 regular season games. That's just how it's going to be. It'll be probably within the next five years, They'll have to give a little bit more money to the players, yep. and that's just how it's going to play out. And there'll be
1: eight in the playoffs. Yep. There'll be no more buys. No more buys. Eight eight teams each side. Half your teams in the league make the playoffs. Um, and it, it's a four week process to get to a championship. So in theory I'm fine with weeks. that
2: though. I'm 20, fine with that.
1: Twenty-two weeks of meaningful football, two weeks of not so meaningful. They're playing exactly half a year almost playing 26 oh, with the buys. It would be over 26 weeks and the NFL can continue to dominate the calendar. And
0: okay. then you have a month or two to f- everybody to freak out about the draft. And then you have the draft in mid to late May and everybody forgets about baseball and basketball and all the other sports. Do any
2: of you guys see an issue with half of the league making the playoffs?
0: I do. I, I, to me, I think I, – I liked it when it was six. I got the seven because of COVID and the weirdness. But I like six teams. I think there's something unique about making the playoffs. It's not everybody gets a trophy unless you really suck. Um, I, I, I'm I more of a – maybe that's because I'm a baseball guy. I like the, – the postseason should be something special that really has to be earned, not that you got hot at the end. I will tell you the reason that they're going to go to eight teams
1: – is because it keeps interest up. At at week 16, you have all but four teams probably playing with a chance. You know, and if, if they go two and zero, and the team that's currently in eighth goes zero and two, they make it. Everybody is engaged on week 16. If you have six teams, not everybody's engaged. You have those crap games where the Jets are playing uh, the Broncos, and it means absolutely nothing. The more of those that you can eliminate, the higher the interest, the better the ratings, the more money. So
0: that's, and the more impactful the fantasy football trip playoffs are because guys are actually going to play. Right, Jordan? And, and it, it makes it a little more exciting too. I mean, you get some teams in
3: there that, like we're saying, like might not have made it if there wasn't as many teams in the playoffs. And football is any given Sunday. Like Things can wow. happen, right? It's not like basketball where you have a full series or baseball where you have a full series.
1: And that eight beating the one is going to be a big deal. It's going to be exciting. So, I don't know. Well, that is our look at NFL in the middle of summer. And, yes, the NFL is that big. We do dedicate the show to it when they're not doing a darn thing. Right? OTAs, baby! Jordan and I will be on the beach. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching baseball, by the way, go Giants, looking good. Um, it's early. Uh, Brian, what do we got on deck? What's coming up? What's on tap?
0: We're going to have, this was episode 92. We're going to bring you episode 93, probably sometime in early to mid-June. And we'll put our heads together and come up with some fun stuff. I thought maybe we could uh, talk about maybe some of the new minor league baseball rules, maybe give a little midway point of the baseball season. We'll be getting close to that. See how our predictions were going. And, uh, you know, because of these one month, once a month podcasts, you know, we're going to go a little more general. It's hard for us to do like, we'd love to do like an NBA finals preview, but then that's over so quickly. And so I think we're going to go much more bigger, bigger picture, general type things. And who knows, we might come up with some other crazy idea between now and now and then. Um, I, I was about to
1: propose. I can give us a uh, a, a mid year update on State Line Speedway here in Coeur d'Alene. As a Is that NASCAR where they do report. the boat racing? That's where they do the boat racing. Did and, you send and that to Jordan and Reg? I don't know. Did I? I think I sent it to Reg. Maybe I haven't seen that. A boat oh, racing. Oh man, boys!
0: Oh, oh well, I will send no it <laughs> to you. There are this. no words.
1: Picture this. About twenty five. Demolition Derby cars. Okay. All with a boat tied to their back bumper. (laughs) Racing around a quarter mile oval with the goal of taking off everybody else's boat off the back of their car. So you're trying to (laughs) crash the boat. The last car running. That sounds like Mario Kart in real life. The last car running with a boat attached is the winner. It was the wildest Then I'll send you a video clip. Uh, Welcome to Northern Idaho, Idaho Davis family. It was it was oh, phenomenal. So, that was anyway, amazing. I'll send you.
2: So you have to
0: send, So we'll give our little two two cents on that before we dive into whatever our topic will be I, next time. I
1: will send that to you. It's a lot of fun. Anyway. For all of us at Blue Chip Broadcasting, we want to thank you for listening to this edition of Get In The Game, episode 92. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we want you to remember one thing, no matter what it is, get in the game.
0: You've been listening to Get In The Game exclusive presentation of the blue chip sports network get in the game with eric brian reggie and jordan on itunes the blue chip broadcasting youtube channel and bluechipbroadcasting.com. broadcasting.com